Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly, Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Comerica Park in Detroit this weekend, the final weekend of the regular season, the final weekend with Terry Francona as Cleveland manager. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear from Paul Dolan, Guardians owner, about the tenure uh, of 11 years of Terry Francona, quite a run in the manager's office for Cleveland and uh, Tito certainly Deserving of all the accolades that have come his way down the stretch. We will also hear what he has meant off the field for the franchise from President of Business Operations, Brian Barron. We'll also visit with Stephen Kwan and Mike Sarbaugh, third base coach for the Guardians and longtime member of the coaching staff. That is all coming up. But first, a look back at the week in review. And after an off day on Monday, the final homestand of the season wrapped up with a two-game series against the Reds. Cincinnati winning Tuesday night, 11-7. And then Wednesday, the final home game for Terry Francona as Guardians manager. And quite an emotional night it was. The game itself, Shane Bieber got the start for the Guardians. Fitting in that he was... Certainly a mainstay at the top of the starting rotation during some of Tito's solid seasons near the end. And in his second start since returning from the injured list, he looked like he was on a mission to finish the season on a positive note. Dela Cruz batting 234, 13 bombs, 40 RBIs. Four RBIs last night. He sends a one hopper to the second baseman. Freeman backs up into right field to glove it, throws over, inning over. Seven pitch inning for Shane Bieber. No score, middle of inning number two. In the bottom half of the second inning, the Guardians got on the scoreboard thanks to Tyler Freeman. Now the 3-1. A swing and a shot up the middle. Base hit. Ricochets off the bag at second. Caroms into center field. And the Guardians take a 1-0 lead on Tyler Freeman's RBI single to center, scoring Ramon Laureano, Freeman's 14th RBI. And then the next batter, Brian Rocchio, delivered as well. Now the 1-0. Hit on a line toward the right center base hit. Freeman hits third. He's being waved home. Here's Friedel's throw to the plate. Cut off at the mound. And then the throw by Encarnacion Strand to Dela Cruz at second. And they tag out Rocchio. No idea why Rocchio was going to second there. That's just over aggressiveness. But give the kid an RBI single to put Cleveland on top two to nothing. As Rocchio. Just up from Columbus has his sixth RBI on the single to right center. In the third, they were back at it. Stephen Kwan with a single, and then Josh Naylor came through. A swing and a long drive to right. This ball is off the wall. 
In to score is Quan Naylor holds with a long single as he nearly knocked down the wall in right. And Cleveland leads three to nothing. Josh Naylor's 97th RBI as he hit a two iron that just didn't get high enough to get out of here, but he has knocked Andrew Abbott out of this game. And in the fourth, they had another runner in scoring position and another youngster coming through in Jose Tena. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, there's a chopper near the middle and under the glove of India. Out it goes into the outfield. Scoring on the play is Rocchio. On to third goes Straw, and it's an RBI single for Jose Tena. Just past the second baseman, Jonathan India, and the Guardians now lead it 4 nothing. For Tena, that's his third run batted in in the big leagues, and he's now two for two on the night. The Reds scratched out a run in the sixth to make it four to one, but Bieber continued to impress on the mound. Bieber's ready. Now the 0-2. Strike three called. He was guessing breaking ball, locked him up with a fastball. Encarnacion is Bieber's seventh strikeout victim. The Reds battling for a playoff spot got back into it with two runs in the eighth inning to make it a one-run ball game. So in the ninth, it was Emmanuel Classe trying to nail down his career best 43rd save. The pitch down in the dirt ball one. Fans on their feet chanting Tito. Mm. You know how badly this Cleveland club wants to win it for Tito. And 29,000 on their feet want it just as badly. The pitch. Swing a little tapper. Right side trickling down the line. Fair ball. Naylor grabs it. Steps on the bag. Ball game. Dela Cruz never left home plate. David Bell coming out to argue was that a foul ball off the foot. Cleveland will celebrate as the game ends in a weird fashion. And Emmanuel Classe will get his 43rd save, a new career high. And Cleveland hangs on to win four to three. David Bell is pleading his case with the entire umpiring crew as the fans are on their feet chanting Tito, Tito. So the ball game ends and the Reds, frustrated, will head to the clubhouse. Final tonight, Cleveland four, Cincinnati three. What a way for Tito Francona to wrap up his managerial career at Progressive Field. And after the game, he talked about how special the night was for him. It's, it's kind of difficult. Um, it was really touching. Don't, don't ever get me wrong. I mean, my goodness sakes. I mean, you know, I, I've told this group plenty of times. I know I'm not the smartest person in the room by far. But I was smart enough to pick a place where I believed in the people. And that only grew. And I think anybody that's ever spent 10 minutes with me knows how much I like it here. It's so close to kind of how I, where I grew up and two hours away. And it, it, it was a good decision. It just seems like it got better. Is it odd for you knowing where you'll be next year talking about the future of, of guys like Bieber? I'm okay with that because I told him the other day, I'm, I'm going to be rooting like hell for these guys. Um, might be in a rocking chair or something. Hopefully you'll be on the golf course, but I will never not root for these guys. I, 
I I love these guys, man. I this is this has been eleven years of good. What was going through your head? The guys were blocking the entrance. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. I was like, come on, man, enough. Like it's. I think that's why they were doing it, just because they knew I was kind of feeling it. But it, it's not. I mean, it's nice. I believe me, down deep. I mean, I was really touched. Um, I guess what I'm just trying to convey is the 11 years here are what is the best part. It's not like the last day. It's everything that I lived through here with the people that I was with. And that's what, that's what I care about. Any surprise that came down to a one run game with the ISA on the mile? Yeah, that was, uh, that's kind of, kind of how it's been. You'd think with, you know, with three, three games left now, you'd be able to say, you know what? My stomach was in my throat. Just guess it'll be that way till Sunday. Gary, I know you knew that tribute video was coming, but you got to stand there and watch it. Kind of thoughts and emotions in your mind are going to pass it over years on the video. You know, truth be told, I don't remember a lot of it because I think I was kind of nervous. But I did when I saw my dad. That was, you know, um, and I was glad Millsy was here. And he was in a lot of that. So that, that you know, that DeMarlo was standing next to me while I was on. Those things are meaningful to me. The clubhouse guys were standing right behind him. Those are the things that mean a lot. You kind of said, what would you, your last message be to the fans now? Um, I think tonight it would just be thank you. Um, I have tried to do my best all the time. And... Sometimes it's been better than others. Um, but I appreciate my my time here very much. And I hope that they support these guys moving forward because there's a lot to like. We didn't get things accomplished this year like we wanted. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Thursday off day for the Guardians, and they open up their final series of the season in Detroit on Friday night with a 7-5 victory. Game two of the series on Saturday with a 135 first pitch, and the season wraps up on Sunday, a 310 start at Comerica Park in Detroit. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Guardians owner Paul Dolan. That's next. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, but people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go, sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Rosenhouse back with you. It's Guardians Weekly from Detroit this week as the Guardians are taking on the Detroit Tigers in the finale of the regular season in 2023. No postseason this year for the Guardians, but certainly some drama this weekend as Terry Francona is managing his final three games in a Cleveland uniform. And the owner of the Guardians, Paul Dolan, well, we had a chance to visit with him prior to the game on Wednesday, Tito's last home game. 
And Paul talked about how difficult it will be for him and the organization when Tito manages his final game on Sunday. Yeah, it's um, it, it's certainly a sad time for us because you, we, we, we hoped that he was going to be with us for a much longer time. But, but we know it's the right decision for him. So we're happy for him that he's going about taking care of the things he needs to take care of. Um, but he's going to be really, really badly missed. And when you say that, uh, is there a certain aspect of Tito and everything that he means to this franchise that, that you will miss the most? Um, well, everything from his presence throughout the organization, the culture that he has helped foster, um, to the fact that we've been really successful on, on, on the field. Um, all those things you kind of hope, you know, his legacy will, will enable us to continue in some shape or form. But he's a unique person, and, uh, um, and that's pretty hard to replicate. So take us back. It's heading into the 2013 season, the end of 2012. Uh, were you surprised that, that he would be as interested in this job as he was when, when the Guardians were, and then Indians were looking to bring him on board? Yeah, I, 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 I was. I mean, that was certainly a really great day when I learned that he was interested. Um, we knew him because he had spent some time here before, uh, and, and Chris and Mark Shapiro at the time knew him well. Um, but I guess I thought two World Series wins in Boston and a stint at ESPN probably foreclosed Cleveland as an option for him. But, you know, to the contrary, it's exactly where he wanted to be and in the last 11 years are sort of testament to that. And it seemed like that great dynamic for, for uh, the first portion of his time here was the relationship with his dad who, who played here. And uh, when you see that type of thing, how did that hit home for you a little bit? You, you couldn't have scripted, you know, the, the Terry Francona um, a tenure with the Cleveland Indians, now Guardians, any better than what it was. And, and, and you know, part of that script was that he was playing where his dad played. And, and there are pictures of Tito as a kid in the dugout all over our organization. It really, really has meant uh, so much to our organization uh, and, and to our community. Guardians owner Paul Jolin joining us as uh – we get ready for Terry Francona's last home game here at, at uh, Progressive Field. And, uh, Paul, you mentioned personality. Uh, did you have any idea what you were getting into from the personality standpoint of Terry Francona and some of the funny things that would happen along the way? Uh, you know, I knew him from his short stint here, I think it was in the early 2000s. But, no, I did not have an idea of what, what, what lay ahead um, yeah, he has his own unique personality, and, and it is extraordinarily fun uh, to be around. And part of the fun is that everyone gets treated the same. Um, and and for and frankly, I don't get treated the same a lot. So it was really kind of nice to to, ha to have that kind of relationship. And I, I feel like you probably got a heavy dose of that that first year when they came all the way back and won the ten games in a row at the end of the season. And uh, how often, well, maybe not how often, but uh, what did you make of the, the whole celebration in Minnesota in the clubhouse? Because I know you were right in the middle of a lot of it, maybe not wanting to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got dragged into that. I, I, actually, I go back to the beginning of that year uh, when I, I first ran into Tito down in Arizona when I showed up that uh, only the video could really do it justice. 
um, but everybody was in costume. There was something going on at the time that was sort of a big deal, and and uh, all the players and the coaches were all dressed up in these wild costumes. And it seemed like now at the end of the season, uh, we had another kind of wild uh, celebration uh, that uh, I did get kind of dragged into, and 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 that became a little bit of a common practice for the next decade. And the high point certainly 2016. Uh, would that be your favorite memories that fall of 2016, or are there some others that even trump that? Well, I mean, it's hard to top what happened in 2016, but 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 I'm not going to tie my memories to Tito to to that year. It was it was really who he was as a person. For me, it was the chance to duck into his his office. We often talk, we actually rarely talked baseball. We talked about our families or our golf games or something really silly. Um, but it was really those kind of moments that I'll miss more than anything else. And when you look back on it, um, I don't know how many people in that position can, can change the trajectory of a franchise, but, but he has. And, and do you see that having a lasting impact on what happens here? I, well, first of all, it, um, he disabused me of the notion that managers don't have a huge impact on the performance of a team because we saw that right from the get-go with him that he really did make a difference. Um, so, you know, that will have some impact on our next hire. Um, 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 but, uh, you know, we learned a lot with him in, in our organization, and the hope is that he won't get too far so that whatever knowledge that we gain, we can keep through him. Well, certainly uh, his memories will be here for a long, long time. Paul Dolan, thank you so much for coming by. Well, glad to be here. And uh, this will be an interesting and sort of, I guess the word, overused word is bittersweet evening for all of us. That is Guardians owner Paul Dolan, who has certainly appreciated everything that Terry Francona has meant to this franchise over the last 11 years. Some players and coaches feel the same way. We'll hear from Stephen Kwan and Mike Sarbaugh when we come back after this timeout. Swing and a liner to left near the line. Pollock going over, plays it on the bounce, skips by him. Ricochets into the left field corner. Quan's around second. He's not stopping there. Pollock's throw to third. Head first slide at triple. Once that ball ricocheted off the side wall and eluded Pollock and caromed into the left field corner, you weren't stopping Stephen Quan. The one two swung on line drive, base hit left center field. Quan in the gap to cut it off. Carpenter's going to third. Throw to third. Slide take. Got him. What a play by Quan. Oh, my. Stephen Quan batting 262. Couple of homers, 27 RBIs. Quan swings and drives one high. Drives one deep. Right center field. Gone. Into the bullpen. Stephen Quan wastes no time on pitch number two. And he bombed that baby into the Rangers' bullpen in right center field. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Detroit and Comerica Park, where the Guardians are taking on the Tigers in the final series of the season. And it's the final games for manager Terry Francona in a, a Guardians uniform, 11 seasons 
He will leave town and uh, finish up his Cleveland career as a manager as the winningest manager in Cleveland baseball history. And when you consider it goes back to 1901, that is quite an accomplishment. And a young man who has had a chance to play his first two seasons in the major leagues for Tito is outfielder Stephen Kwan. And he talked about what the last couple of weeks have been like for the team as Tito's time with Cleveland has come to a close. Yeah, it's definitely really sad. Uh, I think there's no way around that. I think it's just really somber. Um, you know, you kind of, I was telling you again, we walked by the, the office and, you know, he's noticing he's taking some stuff down. Uh, there's people stopping in to talk to him that, you know, you don't see very often. It's just, it's a somber mood, but I mean, I think we have to flip that on his head. Like, he's obviously had a great career here. We should be celebrating him and everything he's done. So, yeah, a lot of mixed emotions this week. You talk to a lot of veterans, they love playing for him. How about a younger player just breaking in? You were a rookie a year ago. What has he meant to you? Yeah, it's been everything. I think when you're in the minors and you're kind of talking to other people uh, from other teams, you kind of hear that, you know, like front office managers, they can be really tricky. You know, they don't always tell you what, what the truth is. They just kind of pad your ego and tell you what you want to hear. Like, I think from day one, Tito's always been super honest with me, and I think that's helped my career. Like, he's been super honest. He's always told me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear, and I think that's, that's a really lucky start for me starting my career. And you look at your season, and, and you're going to end up with very similar numbers to a year ago, exceeding in some areas and, and, and things like that. Um, how has he helped in that second year, which sometimes can be really tough? Yeah, I think it's just the consistency part. I mean, I think there were some days early where I'd be really down. I think I kind of felt like those walls were closing in again. And I think he, you know, he just told me straight up, like, hey, you're going to be in there tomorrow. You know, you're going to be in there the next day, and you're going to be in there the next day. You know, if you need some time, take some time off. But, like, you're going to be at the top of the lineup. I think that helped a ton. And not letting my thoughts overcome a lot of things, um, just knowing that he had faith in me when I didn't have faith in myself was really big. A year ago, just a, a magical year for this team, and it didn't work out this season. Uh, what do you take away from this year looking ahead to 2024? Yeah, I think just uh, attention to detail again. I think we thought that that magic was just going to roll over just because that's who we were, um, and we were destined for that kind of thing. And obviously baseball is a very humbling sport where that's not quite so simple. Um, I think it's going to leave a sour taste in our mouths, but I think that's going to be a really good thing because people are going to take the offseason really seriously, including me. Um, it's it's going to be one of those things where we have to bounce back. We have to just be better in all areas, and I think that kind of motivation is really good fuel for going to next year. Now, Steven, always fun to watch, and thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Rosie. That is outfielder Steven Kwan talking about the impact that Tito has had on his career. Mike Sarbaugh has been on the coaching staff for all 11 of Terry Francona's seasons as manager of the Cleveland Guardians and Indians prior to that. And he, as he looks back, he talked about what it meant to him even to get a chance to interview for the position 11 years ago. Yeah, I think, you know, coming into this, I mean, I think as being in baseball and um, you have saw the success he had, you know, you know, in Boston and, you know, winning the World Series, a couple World Series there. And then coming when he got the job here in Cleveland, um, just to be able to interview for, you know, uh, a spot on his staff was, was huge for me. And, and uh, then whenever, you know, they asked me to be on staff, uh, you know, I couldn't ask for a better situation and someone to learn under and, and, and just to be around to, to learn the game. So um, it's hard to believe it's been 11 years. It's gone by very fast, but uh, feel very fortunate to have been a part of it. You mentioned his credentials before he got here. Uh, so when you finally got on the staff, was it different from maybe what you expected just based on, on what you had seen from a distance? 
Yeah, I, I think anytime you know you see someone having success from afar, you don't really you know know exactly how they tick and how they they handle things. And um, you know, the one thing I've said about Tito, I think um, the way he keeps it in the clubhouse with the players, he wants to have fun, but knowing we're here to win, um, and uh, it it's been. Uh, it's something that I, I think a lot of people on the outside, they, I think they appreciate what he's done, but until you're around him on a daily basis to know what, how he goes about things and what he brings on a daily basis, it makes you really appreciate him. And from a coaching standpoint, I, I know I've heard several coaches on this staff say he lets us coach, which sounds like a cliche. What does that mean, though? Well, he empowers the staff. I think um, the one thing he, he, he was a staff member. You know, he, he was a coach in the minor leagues. He managed in the minor leagues. He was a coach in the major leagues. So he knows what coaches go through. Um, and the one thing he, if he um, respects on what you know and what you bring, he lets you do your job. Uh, and w we feel very fortunate as a staff to have had him as our leader because he does let us do our jobs. Um, we know we can go to him with any questions or if we have anything on our mind, and he can do the same. But uh, that's the one thing. He, he lets us work, and uh, he empowers us. Mike Sarbaugh joining us as uh, Terry Francona's career winds down, and uh, you're talking about some of the attributes before the break that have made him so successful. The funny stuff. Uh, <laughs> hopefully there's some you can share, <laughs> but, but what keeps it light? What are some of the funny things that, that happen? Maybe on a on a regular basis that that keep things light around here well i mean you know i think back you know his first few years you know he'd be walking through the clubhouse he'd be throwing a football with the players and just having fun he'd be you know maybe playing ping pong just he he, he just the interaction he has with the players he wants them to be comfortable and part of that is just how he acts with them um you know, and then you go to, the, you know, now with, with Barney, Mike Barnett, the replay coordinator, you know, he'll just, he'll, he'll go up behind him with the clippers and, and chop some of his hair off and just, just getting that, you know, just having the fun. Um, he keeps it, keeps it light. Uh, but I think the one thing the players realize is when, when the game time starts, he's all about winning and, and they feel that. How did you manage to escape most of the shenanigans? It seems like anyway. Well, <laughs> he's always up to something, uh, but it seems like Barney's always the main guy that uh, that he'll he'll do the, the the major things with. But you know, I think uh, you know if he if he's not doing anything with you or making fun of you, then then maybe you have to start wondering what's going on. But uh, he he just wants you to feel comfortable in the environment because he feel I, he feels that if you're comfortable and you're relaxed, you're going to play well. And that's, that's what he's all about. You've been around him a long, long time. Uh, surprised that, that it comes to an end now, uh, just based on, on how he's been feeling? Well, you know, it's been, uh, you know, since 20, the pandemic year, and then he had to miss part of the season. And then in 21, you know, it's, it's been a struggle for him here over the last three to four years. Uh, I think last year's team kind of put some fire back in him. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, it's just it, it, it catches up to him a little bit. Uh, you know, the travel, the day in, day out, uh, what it takes to be a, a major league manager. So, um, you know, as much as we I hate to see him go, um, 
you know, it was time for him, I think, he, and he realized it. And as he leaves, uh, what has he meant to your career? Well, I can't thank him enough. You know, he gave me my first chance to be a major league coach. Um, and, you know, I can't thank him enough. Uh, what he's done for myself, for my family, his friendship, uh, uh, been a mentor. He's been, I mean, he's, he's done it all. Um, and uh, I just think anybody that works for him really appreciates him. And, you know, like we, we had a little meeting yesterday with just the coaches. We gave him a little gift and, you know, we, we just said this can't even nearly thank you enough for what you've done for us. So um, we will miss him, uh, but, you know, you, I think we all appreciate that we were able to be a part of his uh, time as a manager in the major leagues and just be a part of the, what he's done here in Cleveland. So we can't thank him enough. Well said, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Rosie. That's Guardians third base coach Mike Sarbaugh talking about the uh, life and times on the coaching staff of manager Terry Francona during Tito's 11 seasons. Stay with us when we come back. There's been an impact off the field as well during Tito's time in Cleveland. Brian Barron's the president of business operations for the Guardians, and we'll hear from him next. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Clause firing. The pitch swung on, line to right. Coming on, making the catch is Laureano. Ball game. And the Guardians take game one in this final series of the season, beating Detroit tonight, 7-5. to five. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Comerica Park in Detroit, where the Guardians are taking on the Detroit Tigers this weekend in the final games for manager Terry Francona as Cleveland manager. Brian Barron is the president of business operations for the Guardians, and we've seen and heard so much about Tito's impact on the field and in the clubhouse. But uh, as Brian says, he's meant just as much to this franchise off the field as well. Just like Tito's record on the field speaks for itself, his ability to help us win off the field has made a material difference in our business performance as a small market team in Major League Baseball. And when you look at arriving here, you arrived here a year after he was already on board. Uh, I don't think you had ever met him before. How quickly did you realize that this was someone who was more than just about on the field but could also be an asset for, as you mentioned, a small market team? I realized it pretty early in the process. At the time, Mark Shapiro, Chris Antonetti, making the introduction and the connection particularly around corporate partnership interactions. So oftentimes our, our largest corporate partners will go on trips, they, they invest uh, significant amounts of money from a marketing perspective with the club, and every dollar makes a difference, particularly in a smaller market. 
Tito's ability to connect in those meetings, not only connect from a business standpoint and the importance of what those partners are bringing to the table, uh, his ability to connect in a genuine and authentic way with leaders from those partners um, was just unique. So an, an example, uh, we had Tito help with a pitch for some outfield wall signage uh, at, at Progressive Field probably back in 2015. Uh, the next year, we did a partner trip, and I believe we were in Atlanta, down on the field for batting practice before the game. Tito came over and said hello to the person from the sponsor who had been in that meeting by name, which for Tito was fall out of bed. For the sponsor, it was how in the world does he remember who I am? Not only did he remember the person's name, he remembered their company and thanked them for their investment in the club. Brian Barron's joining us. He's the president of business for the Cleveland Guardians. And when you heard the news, he might not be back. <laughs> how, how, did, how difficult was that for you and, and your team that tries to keep this franchise uh, really a viable major league sports franchise in town? I think the, the reaction as, as someone close and, and uh, you know, working day in and day out w with the baseball team and, and the franchise uh, was the same reaction as many, you know mourning the the moving on of Tito and, and what that represents. The flip side of that is uh, our, our baseball operations leadership is some of the best in the business by far. And the confidence that if Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, Matt Foreman are involved in anything, uh, they're going to do it the right way and they're going to figure out something that helps us sustain competitiveness on the field. And, and when you look at at Tito's impact on that um, during your time here, there are a lot of teams where the, where the business side and the baseball side are very much separate, and, and there's not that uh, that synergy, I guess, would, might be a good word, but did Tito kind of bridge that gap? Was he certainly that person that could help bridge that gap and, and have everybody on the same page? Tito definitely was able to bridge that gap. You know, simple things like going down to batting practice with a partner or a key business contact and having Tito walk over and say hello. Um, again, he, he, he knows a lot of the folks on the business side of the organization, so would come over to say hello and chat with, with coworkers and at the same time ask, who's here with you today? And when you'd make the introductions, would turn and start asking people uh, th things that were important to them. What are you here for? Where are you from? Uh, and make connections that, it, that only Tito makes that are genuine, unique, and authentic. You've shared some good stories. I think everybody has a, a Tito story, maybe a favorite memory. Uh, can you think of, of one in particular that stands out to you as, as his time here winds down? I can think of one where Tito was recognized by Major League Baseball uh, for his work in the community. And there was a reception in New York it, it happened to coincide with when there were some ownership meetings where business leadership is, is in New York at Major League Baseball headquarters. And Paul Dolan had another commitment and asked if I would represent the club at a dinner where Tito was one of the folks being honored. So Tim Salser, our senior vice president of sales, and I went to the dinner. And Tito happened to be seated at the table next to us. And 
when we saw Tito at the reception, he said, what are you guys doing here? We said, we're here for you. We're representing the club and we're here to, to watch you get recognized for your work in the community. He, he was truly touched by that. I can't believe you guys would, you know, come to a dinner for just for that. We sat down at dinner and Tito actually had his back to us. We were sitting at another table. He said, well, why aren't we sitting at the same table? And I said, Tito, the people that are sitting at your table <laughs> paid a lot of money to sit at a table with you <laughs> on behalf of Major League Baseball. So obviously, like proceeds were going to foundations for Major League Baseball. But just a really funny Tito being Tito. And uh, he, he was enjoying and having fun. His table seemed to have a little bit more laughter and, and fun than perhaps the one that I was sitting at. But just a good time in general. Well, certainly a lot of memories as his time again winds down here and uh, will be complete on Sunday. Brian, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rosie. That's President of Business Operations, Brian Barron, talking about the impact that Terry Francona has had on this ball club, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly, and that's it for the regular season for our shows anyway. But as always, we will continue through the offseason, and uh, that means we'll join you each Saturday usually around that 5 o'clock time to get it started. So until next week, for Brian Matze, who always does great work to put together our show each week, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you and reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.